0: And welcome back to the Two Half Soccer Podcast. My name is Jackson, and we got a little bit different of an episode today. We got a guest here from the Sporting KC Podcast uh, for the glory. So I'll go ahead and kick it over to Chad. Chad, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How are you all doing today?
0: Oh, I'm doing great. We got some exciting U.S. Open Cup going on right now, but we also have two of our normal guest co-hosts, guests with whatever you want to call them. Uh, Mike, how are you doing?
2: Hey, I'm great. Good to have Chad on
0: and then we also got chris chris what's up
3: welcome soccer universe welcome chad
0: all right awesome so we'll go ahead and i said we had a little bit different of an episode we're going to do more of a deep dive into sporting kc the state of the union address i guess or really the state of the city uh, but before that we'll go ahead and run down the normal stuff what have y'all been watching soccer wise this past week and I, i'll jump in yeah i assume yeah, I mean, if you've I'll... listened to your podcast if you listen to chad's podcast this might be a little recap since a lot of the same stuff is gonna be mentioned but go for it chad
1: that's true yeah i did record on sunday so um for the glory kc you should all go subscribe and download uh anyways i've been listening to of course watching a lot of Kansas City-based soccer, watch that current game. And then, I don't know if you guys have heard of this player, Lionel Messi. I've been checking out a couple of his games, won the Leaks Cup. Uh, maybe going to get eliminated from the U.S. Open Cup. Three minutes to go. We'll see.
2: We'll give you a <laughs> live will, update, y'all. Yeah,
0: we will have live reactions if that happens.
2: Uh, and I'm not even paying attention. I'm just watching, so. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I'll go next. So I uh, listened to Chelsea West Ham. On Saturday, on the radio, I was out of town, driving back from Hayes, Kansas. My grandmother had a 90th birthday party, and she had like 120 people uh, yeah. celebrating her. So pretty pretty crazy time, but it meant that there was soccer on, on Sunday. And if you ever listen to the EPL, it's pretty dang fun on the radio, Sirius XM, the football channel. Uh, but Chelsea continues to disappoint. That's really the latest (laughs) soccer I've been listening to watching. I watch the current game like you too, Chad. That's good to see them winning and they're advancing in their uh, tournament as well.
0: Yeah, Chris, I know you called out uh, Manchester United versus
3: Newcastle. Did you end up watching that this weekend? You know what, man? I ran out of time. It's just so much <laughs> going on in the soccer world. But, um, you know, weekends are busy for me. I think me and Mike were actually doing the pickup soccer at the time. But I did watch the highlights. I know Manchester United stuck, stunk it up. So that will be my low point of the week. <laughs> but uh, high point of the week, definitely, I'm calling it Messi's nice guy antics. You know, he's at it again. We talked about how when he joined the club, he shouted out um, one of the I... players. Who? <laughs> Okay, okay, I might Mike? be ahead of somebody,
2: dude. <laughs> yeah. They just Okay, enter miami just tied the game.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, God, that was great. Yeah, it just my, happened for me, too. My, yeah, my hair Mike
3: behind Chris had you. an orgasm on, on here. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer orgasm. Oh, okay. listeners yeah. okay.
2: now understand a lot about me just now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that was a great assist. Um, you were saying, Chris, what Messi else were you, you watching? Again. Yes, yeah, so I, I was talking about
3: Messi's uh, nice guy antics. He's... He, um, I don't know if anybody saw it, but during the trophy p- presentation at the League's Cup, um, he went offline to uh, Yedlin. And, I, you know, I love Yedlin as a player. I didn't know that he was the former captain before Messi joined the team. And uh, Messi was telling him to take the armband. Yedlin's like, no, nah, I don't want it. And before the trophy presentation, he's convincing Yedlin to hoist it with him. And I just thought that was like, you know, right up his alley. You know, it's it kind of, it's in line with his character, how he's just always doing selfless things and puts the team first, and um, I thought that was a beautiful moment. So that's my highlight of the week, <clears throat> I'll call this moment.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um, man, I was excited. A lot of great stuff has happened since we last talked. Uh, U.S. – or not U.S. – Women's World Cup final happened, League's Cup final happened. Watched both of those. And then I did not watch any European soccer this weekend. Uh, MLS started back up on Sunday. I watched um, Cincy and the crew. And then uh, St. Louis. Hell and is Austin. real,
1: Jackson. Hell is real.
0: Yeah, that's, oh God, what a great soccer state right now. Columbus looks amazing. Since he's looking pretty good too. Um, but uh, I, I want to shout out that St. Louis somehow got another giveaway goal in the back. I don't know how they do it. This is <laughs> unprecedented. This has to be like six this year that are just given to them. And I, I I can't stand it. I don't know what's going on. The but, soccer uh,
3: gods, man.
1: It's gonna yeah. It, it's got to come back around, right? They can't they can't keep pulling off these moves. It, it, it I don't know. It's got to level itself yeah. out eventually. I'm just hoping yeah. for a a painful playoff elimination in the first round for them because they're definitely going to the playoffs.
0: If yeah. if Sporting KC had the double poster in Portland, I want to see them get a triple post to lose a playoff match. That's what I would That'd love to epic. see. I don't even know if that's possible, like, physically, but, you know, crazier things have happened, right?
2: Um. Yeah, uh, my coldest moment, I'm going to go with Antonio for West Ham United. He's this huge striker, and I don't think there's many strikers who can hit the ball harder than Miguel Antonio, but he destroyed a ball into the back of the goal to put uh, West Ham up 2-1. So it was pretty nice. You can check out the highlight clip, but that guy's a beast.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's on my EPL fantasy team. So great, great player.
3: Mike's all about hitting those screamers, Chad.
1: Okay, good to know. I might need some lessons. I'm I got drafted in the KC Current media game today, so I have to go embarrass myself out there, y'all. And I'm in bad physical shape. Uh, I haven't played soccer since I was like twelve. Besides the Sporting KC media game, which my team won, for the record, yeah. I didn't help a lot, but we won. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're all we're all pretty active. I think I'm the least qualified to help anyone because I'm just a goalkeeper. So if, if you want to jump in goal, you know, happy to that help you like there. A nightmare.
2: <laughs> but Chad, now that you know us, you can invite us to the media game and we'll have like a midfield quattro here or something. We can all play. <laughs> yeah, we can be the back line. Who knows what we're capable of?
1: Yeah, no one wants to play defense in those media games, so any help I can get. I try to hang back there because I don't run too much because of the you know lack of athleticism, but uh, you just get compromised if no one's back there <laughs> with you, so it's a little embarrassing. But, hey, what can you do? I'm, I told my wife I was really going to work out and get in shape for this media game, and that has not played itself out very well, so we'll see. I've got like a week and a half to get it done. I'm sure you can, you can get yeah. your physical fitness up in a week and a half, right?
0: Yeah, I've been there. I, I have this problem of signing up for half marathons and then never training, and then just kind of jump into them. It never works out well to, to find working out, but it's never a fun day when I actually have to do that. But uh, I like
2: the one where you went drinking the night before. Too. Oh
0: yeah, God! By mile seven, I was just done for. I was I was contemplating just like, why am I living right now? Um. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so we had two of the coldest moments of the week. Um, as our listeners know, this is a recurring segment where we just highlight shout out some of the things we love this week. Uh, so Mike and Chris went. Chad, do you have a moment of the week that really stuck out to you?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I've got a Kansas City bias. You guys are talking about European soccer, and I'm not going to lie. I watched some highlights here or there, but I like rarely catch a full game. I decided I was like going to I'm like, I'm going to get an EPL team last year. I'm going to follow leads. That worked out really well for me. Um, so <laughs> they're, they're out of the Premier League. But uh, my <laughs> moment going to go to Kansas City soccer, my staple. Ad French with that ice cold PK save staring Hidema yeah. uh, down there and just I, after the after the game we got to talk to her of course in the uh, the media room and my colleague Thad over at KC Soccer Journal he said uh, hey did you know you were gonna save it and she winked at him which I thought was <laughs> great and said go back and watch the video but then the video doesn't really show a zoom in on her face because you know CBS their production quality is a little sketchy if you're watching this US Open Cup game you understand
0: yeah. Yeah, that's yeah,
3: that's a great save. Love to see stuff like that. I I thought about it. I I love AD French and all and um I considered it too, but it wasn't a well taken pen- penalty. I expect more <laughs> from Jordan Heidema. Like she's like a world class player. She you know, if you're going to go low and hard, you got to put it in the side netting, you know. But AD French obviously is a great goalkeeper and she's you know, she's made a career doing those kind of things.
1: I think she got in her head is what it was, Chris. She's like like psyching her out like AD and Quinn, they got in a little bit of like a pushing and shoving match right before I know that. what 13,000 fans though.
3: in the stands. I was there. I, I I was chatting Mike the whole time. I'm like, this environment's crazy. So I, I definitely think the, the crowd played a part. 13,100, something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was a new record and then i also uh, i don't know you heard it then if you were there chris it was so loud and i don't know it if it was just because of like where i was sitting i'm up you know in the press box you're like near the top and they got that thing above you that's probably bouncing the sound back but i cannot remember it being that loud with that few fans when you really think about it right the sporting used to put twenty thousand in there almost every game and yeah. man it, it was loud when she saved that pk it was awesome
3: yeah we deserved that win Yeah,
1: we
0: need some winning in Kansas City over the summer because we don't have the Chiefs to win everything. So we're in a drought right now.
2: Um, Relief is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Have Uh, you
1: heard that it's all Patrick Mahomes' fault. Every team he buys into becomes losers. So he bought into (laughs) the current, the Royals. So Luckily, the rules are against him buying into the Chiefs, so he can't screw his own team that way. So
0: That's good news. Um, Yeah, I'll go ahead and shout out uh, my coldest moment of the week. Um, so this is sort of like a two-parter. When they were doing the trophy ceremony for the Leagues Cup, I thought that trophy was awful. Uh, it just looks so dumb. Um, so the same I,
3: way the same way you're criticizing the Leagues Cup trophy, <laughs> I think the Women's World Cup trophy should be bigger. Like, this is yeah. a World Cup, and it's this little high school trophy. But go ahead. Yeah, so I was looking at a big up- karate
2: trophy, like six
3: foot tall. The, <laughs>
1: the Men's World Cup trophy is pretty small, too, when you think yeah, about it. it like, is. it's a little.
3: it's kind of little. But so, again, it's, it's into this like gender dynamics. The, the men's trophy is so much bigger than the women's. I'm like, what in the hell? It's still a World Cup.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was looking at some of the domestic trophies, and I want to shout out the uh, Hudson Derby trophy, the Hudson River Derby between NYCFC and uh, New York Red Bull. It is a sick trophy. They started it this year. It's like the torch from the Lady Liberty on like a pedestal. It's awesome. I yeah, one of the best trophies I've seen in a long time. So, shout out
2: New York teams doing something right for once. Um we have a trophy for our league final coming up on Saturday and we're picking the trophy up tomorrow.
3: That deserves a round of applause. <laughs> Look at that. I deserves a round of applause. It's First year. It's
2: going to yeah, be amazing. Yeah, we're going to be drinking alcohol from it, something, I hope.
0: it's going to be a major conspiracy when your team wins your own league and you hand the trophy to yourself?
2: I know. <laughs> Especially yeah, this- when uh, this man is a referee right here. So, <laughs> gotta, yeah. A
3: gotta, lot gotta of questions. Some, there's got to be some sort of ethical barrier. Can you give yourself the trophy? That's, the optics aren't good, man. <laughs>
2: right. We have a tough team, so I know. Yeah halfway confident
3: you're not you're not going to jinx yourself don't don't try to call anything right
2: right no all right so don't argue with the referees
3: yeah we got
0: a lot to get to for sporting kc so i think we're gonna go ahead and jump there now we can keep talking at the end here what we're doing um but yeah i guess we can go ahead and start this off what are general feelings towards skc as we pick up mls play again we came off a pretty dramatic loss to Toluca in the league's cup um It seemed like we were picking up a couple points here and there the last time MLS was playing, which I barely even remember MLS anymore. So it's like another lifetime ago. Yeah. Honestly, I I couldn't name the last team we played in MLS. So uh, general thoughts and attitudes for Sporting KC as we go into the final stretch.
3: Well, since you mentioned it, the last club we played was Shivas. No, it wasn't. That was League Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that, that was League Cup. We drew at Cincinnati. So, no, that was League Cup Leagues. too. That was Leagues Cup. <laughs> it uh, was an MLS team. What? In a, I think it has Austin. been that long, long it, man. <laughs> I think it's
1: Austin. They lost in Austin two to one.
3: Oh, that's okay. a
0: bad loss. Okay, so Chad, uh, do you want to kick us off? Sort of general attitudes. How do you envision uh, the season ending? Or oh, we just. Got a goal! Oh my God,
1: Messi just took the lead. <laughs> or I don't <laughs> know okay. if it was him. Martinez. Yeah. Oh, Miami. Um, Sporting. Yes, the team we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. Um, I. Oh man, I. If they're healthy, I feel like they can beat anybody. Like, who is this team? Because when they don't play midweek games, which they only have one midweek game the rest of the year. One of the, I guess, perks of front-loading your schedule and paying such a packed schedule early on is they only play once midweek against Nashville here in a few weeks. But outside of that. They got full rest. And when they have full rest, I feel like they can kind of beat anybody. Look at how they had full rest against Cincinnati, who is, you know, far and away the best team in MLS by record right now. And they almost beat them. And then Alan Plito lost his damn mind and got a red card. And then <laughs> full rest, they made Chivas look stupid, right? They like kind of whooped on Chivas. Even though it was a low scoring game, I felt like they really dominated that game. And then short rest against Toluca and they look like hot garbage again. So if, if they're rested, and they get healthy redoya you know he sounds like he's still out uh if he can get back that would make a world of difference so i don't know i i don't think it's going to happen for them because they need to win a lot of games and i don't know that they can be as nearly perfect as they need to be to, to climb into the playoffs
2: yeah they had a great june <laughs> uh, all season yeah but you know what it it happens injuries are part of it they run that 433 as you all know 433 is tough to keep players healthy everyone's running so hard and if you never make a change or just do 433 you got to have the players to play in those positions um it's been a tough year obviously but good june yeah what else can you say uh- i mean we need to play some soccer again. I think that they can maybe sneak into the playoffs. That's obviously the goal. If they don't, if I feel like, man, they need to ask some questions, ask more questions of the defense, <laughs> ask some questions of themselves. I mean, they gave Ms. Peter Vermees, great legendary coach. He deserves a leash, but it's been a little bit, man. Like, come on. They got, what do they have this big, uh, Chad probably knows more about it, but it's like the 2013 callback day. Um, Coming up. So that should inspire a pretty big performance on Saturday, I I think. If they can win Saturday, maybe just finish well like they did last year. This fan base needs to see some results, though. We're just, I mean, like you said, Chad, that current game was loud and crazy. And like our fan base is not connecting with this team. And I don't know if that's, I don't think it's the player's fault, but maybe management or something. It's not, it doesn't have that feeling like it used to. So there's definitely something. Yeah, it needs to be changed
0: and coming in with a hot take. So we (laughs) we we went to the Cauldron games for the League's Cup against uh, Chivas and Toluca. Uh, They brought the brass band. I don't like that as an addition to the Cauldron. I it felt very disconnected amongst the Capos versus the brass band just trying to take over. And I think what has made the Cauldron good in the past seasons and when they're successful is it was so loud to all sides from. Would that be east to from east to west yeah uh down the cauldron uh where everyone was chanting and, and and really rooting the team on where I felt a little disconnect when the brass band was there um but that aside I think we're five points off the playoffs right now um yeah, just five points yeah Chris thoughts on the playoffs do you, you you think they can make it or
3: I think we go five two and one to end the season and we make the playoffs. I think the games that we lose obviously are Nashville, um, Miami. I think we lose those two, but we'll beat St. Louis twice. Uh, But the tough one is because that Houston game is like, like uh, Chad was just saying, we don't get much much rest in the Houston coming back from um, the Saturday game. We play on Monday. I think we'll probably draw with Houston cause we drew with them early in the season. So I think that's how we end the season. We, 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 we scratch and claw our way into the playoffs, and you know the the rest is to be determined. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, shit, Houston
0: looked great on Sunday against Portland, but we'll see if that continues.
1: It's Gio Savarese, his, do- his job. Yeah, um, he was the uh, the fifth longest tenured coach in MLS, and you know, you know, he's number one. old Peter, uh, <laughs> to to your point there earlier, Jackson, about the crowd. I kind of wonder if it's some people are just mad. You remember the whole like. Hey, Vermees, it's all your fault, and some other like Vermese out chance and stuff of that nature. And I wonder if some of those people are just like, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna yell. Like if you go on Cauldron Facebook or Reddit, like there's some pretty upset people. And I get it. It it gets old. Like we're not used to losing. Sporting are consistently a good team. And this okay. could be two years in a row where they miss the playoffs, which I literally don't even know how far back you have to go to find that. It's gotta be pretty dang far back, though.
2: Yeah. I would totally flip. It would be great if we could like flip the script and instead of having our good years being you know 2016 20, 20, 20, 20, and because now we have Messi, there's so much attention on us. Like, let's be good now when everyone's paying attention. Versus <laughs> exactly,
3: <laughs> we got all yeah. these so Chris, I have to know. ask you
1: a question. You, if Messi doesn't play in that Miami game because it's an international break, he might not play. Mm-hmm. Do you think Sporting still doesn't beat Miami in Miami?
3: No, it's because, again, it's the Messi effect. Like, his attitude has become so infectious. I, I believe even without him, they win. I mean, look how Taylor's playing, and Maraski, M- M- what's the kid's name, left left midfield? Yeah, they're like, playing like out 18 of this world. Old. Yeah, they're playing out of this world. Obviously, mm-hmm. you guys know I like Yedlin.
2: Busquets, um, he, Jordi Alba, they're stacked now. They're going to be Yeah, they're they're stacked.
3: Win. Even without Messi, they win. <laughs>
1: I'm mm-hmm. kind of hoping Miami's run into the ground by then because they have like 12 games, I think, of league play to go. Plus, it looks like they might advance in the U.S. Open Cup. I've jinxed since then. <laughs> and uh, yeah.
2: and
1: uh, now uh, they'll have another game to squeeze into that schedule. So they're playing a lot of soccer. you got to think that's going to wear you out. It's a, it's a lot of running. Well, yeah. I mean, Messi doesn't run, but like for everybody <laughs> else that's doing all the work since he's not running, not to hate on him, he's great. Um, you know, I, I appreciate him.
3: I got to ask you, um, Chad, since you, you might have a, some sort of an inside inkling, you know, all this chatter about uh, Messi not wanting to play on turf. He finally addressed it. He said it's nonsense. Uh, do you believe that's just PR talk or is that true?
1: Yeah, that'd be interesting, right? Because I, I kind of heard that he might not play on turf either, right? The, most of the world plays on grass. It's insane how I mean, many it's, MLS it's stadiums play on turf. it's a believable
3: rumor, you know, like we like to believe our celebrities are prima donnas, but I don't believe it. But uh, anyway,
1: injuries are higher. Uh, Why why risk it? Right. I mean, I guess risk it if you're trying to make the playoffs, but will he sit down for a Charlotte game? I don't know what Miami schedule looks like if they have a lot of turf games or not, but maybe
0: there is. uh, I read a saw an interesting article the other day about uh, Ajax. They have like 10% turf on their field. Uh, They're like trying a new model uh, for like how to create soccer pitches And I was very interested in like getting any follow up from the author, but like obviously I couldn't. It was like some dude in the Netherlands writing about this. Um but I was just wildly interested by this like mix of turf, artificial turf and real grass in the same pitch. But
3: um if they do it without food, they could do it with grass. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm telling you the biological engineering these days look at what they're doing with farming so i believe it but i, I still got to take my hats off to children's mercy park that grass is incredible
2: chad i gotta ask you what's it like playing on that field
1: <laughs> uh you know honestly the first time i got to walk on it it was very surreal it feels so different than what you're used to you know like my daughter plays club soccer so i'm out on their fields a lot and it just it was like kind of surreal the the surface fact, and it i looks like carpet, i was just a little man. bit Yeah, a little bit, right? Like a grass carpet. I was just I was nerding out a little bit though, just being (laughs) out there. I was probably in the moment and kind of like, Oh, this is this is wild. And a lot of the players in the media game will take their cell phone out there. And I I never do it. I was like, I should just be like taking selfies and running around like doing video while I'm I'm not playing well anyways. It's not like it matters. So (laughs) But yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. It and it's I don't know, it's just incredible surface. So, you know, I'm I'm no professional. I don't know what I'm doing.
0: Yep. Uh, so getting a little bit back to Sporting Kansas City, I guess from this year when we're looking, if we don't make the playoffs, what are some big takeaways that you have as a fan watching this that you that you think people should be taking away from this season?
1: I mean, I'm happy that Jake Davis emerged, but that was <laughs> like almost an a- accident, like just because Zussi got hurt and Duke was so terrible and Pierre got hurt and... It's like Peter has to have his hand forced. It feels like to play the kids. So yeah, way to hunt the
3: good nuts. stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I yeah.
3: do
2: think Jake. He need. He, I think he's playing pretty well. He's definitely has a lot to learn, but I do think he needs like an image like that. He just needs to shave his head or something. You know, just get <laughs> like because he kind of looks like just this scout kind of out there. You know, you know what I mean. I think he needs like, like some a- edge.
1: The John Tolkien thing, maybe like maybe, oh, exactly.
3: crazy blonde exactly hair. Exactly what I'm thinking, <laughs> Chad. Exactly. He, he, needs, okay. he needs to hire a stylist, is what Mike is saying.
1: <laughs> he's yeah. just a good old Midwest boy, you know, like from Michigan. You know, he's just like unassuming. He's pretty, pretty chill guy. But yeah, I'll put that idea in his head, y'all. I'll, I'll give you guys a shout out for that. There
3: you go. Yeah, there's something to that. Like social media generation, you gotta look like a rock star these days.
2: Tattoos. I mean, yeah. hey, ch- a chat, nose he needs ring, a tattoo. He needs a long sleeve or something. A mohawk. Okay, <laughs> talk to Toledo.
3: <laughs> yeah, okay,
2: and yeah, Russell. Right? I'll, I'll get
1: on that. Oh, Russell's covered, man. He's got a ton yeah. of tats. Yeah. I would love to like get to sit down. Like it's you. I'll, I'll always tell the PR people like, can I have fifteen minutes with Peter today? And it's always no. Like I just like <laughs> say it almost joking because I know they're not going to give it to me. But it's like I'd love to just get fifteen minutes with some of these guys. But it's always like, can you come out to training on Tuesday at eleven a.m.? And I'm like, oh no, I have a, a real job. I cannot <laughs> do that. So sorry, guys.
2: They seem to be less accessible than they used to be.
1: I think that they're, I don't want to slander them because I think the PR people are actually pretty great at sporting and I'm picking on them a little bit. They're nothing but nice to me. And we, they give KC Soccer Journal a lot of access. It's just a matter of, can you fit it into the player's schedule? And I get it. They're professionals. They're on a routine and like, they shouldn't have to get on a Zoom at eight o'clock at night with me and do something that just because that fits my schedule better. That said, I bet if I asked some of these guys, they would 100% do it because they're a lot of these guys are just great. You see them around the team and you see them out in public and they, they don't act like, you know, rock star celebrities, even though like, I don't know to us. I feel like they are. <laughs> yeah.
0: I I'll shout out. I've seen uh, Graham Zussi a couple of times at Buzzard beach, which is that was shocking. The first time that happened, I was like, I did not expect Graham Zussi to be at the diviest dive bar in Kansas city.
3: I, I loved it when I was uh, over at the stadium and uh, what it uh Gotti and another gentleman I don't know were serving food. They're very accessible. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. They did it for the fans.
0: Yeah. And,
1: um, you know, speaking of Zussi, y'all want a little exclusive? I just got the injury report for the week. I mean, I'll probably have tweeted it by the time people have listened to this, (laughs) but (laughs) um, I've got some upgrades here. Graham Zussi has moved to questionable. Uh, Stephen Afrifa, also questionable with a hamstring. That's a downgrade because he was not on the injury report. That kind of explains why he hasn't been playing for SKC, 2 And then Caden Pierre, still out. And which Oh, actually, why is he out? he was been playing for SKC, 2 He came off the bench in the last uh, game against Toluca. So another downgrade. Oh, my brain isn't working. And Courtney Ford, of course, out for the season. So yeah. no Radoya on the injury report. So that's good. I think he makes this midfield go and kind of shields the back line from kind of being the terrible backline that they sometimes are. So uh, that's a big deal. I think if he stays healthy, that could make a world of difference.
2: Heck yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's that's good to hear. Um, And I guess like one more question for the current state of sporting, what we've been seeing this year. If you had to award an MVP, who would you be giving it to?
3: Remy. I like him a lot.
2: That a dude, worker. he just is all over the place. Mm-hmm.
0: Does he still lead the league in, like, kilometers ran?
1: He does. Why did they put that stat out in kilometers? Like, I know what that means when they put it in, <laughs> in kilometers. I need it in miles. I'm a dumb American. Come on. Yeah,
2: man. You got to <laughs> do the math yourself, Chad.
1: I was in New Zealand for the Women's World Cup. It's like this first international trip I've ever taken, and... Everything is in kilometers. You're driving on the other side of the road. And I was just like, oh, well, four kilometers till we're there, whatever the hell that means. Like, I'm no <laughs> clue how far away I am. I was like, I don't know the metric system and I feel really stupid, but I don't know. It is what it is. But yes, he leads it. And I think Shao like fourth in the league in kilometers around something like that. So those, those two are monsters out there. They work so hard. That's fun. Anybody Polito shout for MVP? I mean, uh,
2: <laughs> I think I Chris has yeah, a lot of takes I'm, on Polito. <laughs> if you if you just yes. consider the time he played, absolutely Polito has performed, but he's only played x amount of games. So I feel like he, in order to be considered, you need to play this play more than six games, seven games.
3: Yeah, I think, the I game, think they, look just, a, they look I mean, at they look at both they look at the players that score the goals. I look at the players that create the opportunities. I, Gotti Kenda is my guy, you know? Yeah.
0: I think him, Volterra, Pulido, him and Voltaire, right?
3: him and Voltaire, neck and neck for, for, um, MVP for me. I like Tommy as well.
2: I still, I think Gotti's still getting warmed up.
3: He doesn't play full nineties, so you could, you could probably scratch him off, but saying you could argue the same with Russell. They don't play full nineties.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
1: true. Uh, Polito, by the way, uh, 20 games, Mike. Just gonna oh wow, little, he's played uh, 20 games, there. not not six. So, 10 goals, <laughs> 20 games that's a goal every other game. That's that's like pretty good. That is pretty right good there. That's yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I think we can just like pivot to talking about pleto Um, now, so Pleito has been rumored to sign a two year contract extension with Sporting Kansas City, uh, which was rumored to be four million a year, 4.4 each year. I don't think there's ever been confirmation on that yet um but it is alleged from a footballtransfer.com from a Spanish uh author that that is two times what uh Chivas was willing to pay um I so I guess we can throw it to Chris thoughts on this extension good bad or the worst thing to happen in your life
3: It's great. It's great. <laughs> you know, he's a young player, he's going into uh the team. I think it's good news. He's and 31
1: I think he's 32, almost 33, actually. He's he's up there.
3: I see. So he's one of those people with a baby face. He does not look 31. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I still think it's a good move.
1: Uh, I mean, the money doesn't matter at some point, right? Like, once you go over whatever it is, 1.7 whatever million to make you a designated player, like – it could be 10 million, 20 million. Like, I'm not the Illux. I'm not writing the checks, but uh, it, it doesn't matter in the grand sense. He doesn't seem like he's a jerk in the locker room. They seem to get along with him, even though he's driving fancy cars and he wears crazy, <laughs> weird clothes and stuff. If you ever look at his social media, it's wild. The, the outfits he wears into the stadium and back out of the stadium, I'm just like, only Alan could pull this off, Alan, you know? So yeah.
2: he's got a Lamborghini uh, yeah, a in the City somewhere. So he's driving that around. I know it was like the one
3: thing he brought from Mexico. <laughs> You know so yeah, how many he's millionaires there me, are in Kansas in City? Before. A Lamborghini in Kansas City is not a rare thing. Is it not? I don't know. But, but it's no. kind of cool if you,
2: bring it, if you bring it from Mexico.
3: Have you ever been to the plaza? They're all over the place.
0: I guess I'm going to the wrong places, hanging out with the wrong people.
2: You go to Buzzard Beach. So
1: Chris has got, like, elite friends over here. Like, <laughs> I just, like, hanging out with people in their Pinto and whatnot. And no Lamborghinis in my friend group.
2: Although Jackson has an electric car now, so he's he's yeah. out there. So.
1: <laughs> we're
0: we're classing it up, so uh
1: you got what, well, like a sweet Nissan Leaf, Jackson, or what are we talking uh, here? we got
0: a we got a brand new Chevy Bolt. Uh my car got stolen oh, in June, man. so got, a, oh. got an insurance check and just uh it's like, oh, eh, may as well go electric. Um But yeah, uh so Mike?
2: Yeah. Let's out reallocate some money though. i th- I think we need to find some different players. I mean, we really do, especially if we don't make the playoffs. We gotta, we gotta get some new. I mean, I I love Tommy. I love some of the guys that we have gotten. Even our our German uh, outside back, Veloader?
1: Um, uh, no, uh, Tim Leibold. Tim yes. Leibold.
2: He looks pretty good. Like, just get a really better cool. core, like younger. St. Louis is scoring goals like crazy, but they're a younger team. It feels like everybody's participating, and for us, it's like we're just like disjointed or something. Like we need a core, young. Everyone's you know pitching in, contributing, and not like these. Okay, we have Alan Polito; he's going to score. Johnny's going to score. Daniel's going to score. I'm not saying everyone has to score, but everyone has to like part- participate. There are some roster cuts. I'm not going to mention any of them, but like we could s- shave
3: off four hundred thousand dollars a year pretty easily. And put that in the Griezmann bank. Put that <laughs> yeah. in the
2: Griezmann bank. Heck yeah, yeah. let's get that guy.
3: Let's the rumor tonight. Griezmann's coming to KC, Sporting KC. I'll
0: be the negative Is big Nancy. Mahomes guy. Um, <laughs> he has a big Mahomes guy, but he's been very vocal about wanting to be involved with an NBA team. Uh, so that's a real bummer on the Griezmann front. So, so
1: maybe he'll bring an NBA team To Kansas City
0: He's a I glass half full man. kind of guy I like that <laughs> <But> <laughs> The Griezmann-Mahomes ownership combo um,
1: Yeah, let's do it I mean, they'll, they'll be losers because of the Mahomes curse But besides <laughs> that, hey, NBA takes a while To build a winner So
0: yeah. Uh, so I guess we've mentioned their names A couple times Polito and Russell are both in their 30s now Both DPs Yeah um, what sort of the future do you see for strikers in Kansas City? We have Arifa, who we drafted from the Super Draft last year. Uh, but, I mean, we have Ozzy Cisneros on SKC2 as well, who has been on our uh, first team a couple times, a couple appearances now, I believe. But are we just going to be continuing to go to the well and spending money on strikers, or do you see a path for any of these young talent to... Come up with us.
1: So I'll, I'll jump in here. I, Russell did get bumped off his DP deal. So he's technically not a designated player anymore. It's uh, Tommy, Polito, and Kinda. But Kinda will be out of contract after the year. And theoretically, if you re sign him, you can get him for under a DP because it's his transfer fee that's making yeah. him a DP. Um, my controversial question to you all would be Russell has an option on his contract. And honestly, he hasn't scored many goals. He's missed quite a bit of time this year. Is it time, if you're keeping Polito, who's making you another year older, and you got a lot of other guys that are locked up for at least another year, do you move on from Russell? Go get a DP winger like a, I'm sure Anton Griezmann's coming to town. Yeah. (laughs) I just named an older player than Johnny Russell, I'm pretty sure.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a tough question. Jackson and I did see the best Johnny Russell goal in Children's Mercy, though. We took our shirts off to celebrate. Oh, yeah.
0: That was against Chivas. Did you get that
2: so sweet? Yeah.
1: <sighs> did you guys get put on TV with your shirts off, like going nuts in the crowd? I
2: think it was like panning, but you know, the MLS is very uh, family friendly. Jackson needs to hit the weight room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I will say, though, at the, I did get my picture in like Sporting KC's thing once again, like the top of my head. Uh, so we usually sit like front row in the college when we go. Yeah, like
3: right behind the goal every time.
0: Yeah, so yeah. it happened in the twenty seventeen U.S. Open Cup. It was me and my friend were like in the second row, and they use that photo quite a bit. And then I am just can't stop finding cameras when I am at a game. But um, <laughs> I, I think like the a question, celebrity, I had no idea. Yeah, um, I think to the question, um, I like Russell. But it, it seems like his production is dipping. I'm not sure if he's not a DP. Um, what the salary situation for sporting is? I'm still kind of confused by all the rules um, and how that. Will, and
1: everyone else.
0: Yeah, and like how that will interact with us signing other depth players at that point. Because uh, I mean, I would. It, it definitely seems like the MLS is going in the direction of becoming an offensive center league and I think that's been the trend for a while so we need youth and playmakers on the wings like that um that I don't think Russell is bringing and if if he can't show like some flashes of production I'm not sure like a roster spot is necessary for him cuz I'm sure he'll want starting minutes wherever he plays
1: yeah, I think if he if he doesn't want to come back at even lesser money, he took a pay cut this year, but maybe it's just like a front-loaded contract. Who knows how these deals work? But I have to wonder, do you, do you keep doing it because the team is getting kind of old? I'd like to see, back to Mike's point, the team just try to get a little younger. It's like a pretty old team. I'm sure you all follow Mike Kuhn on Twitter, and he had this tweet the other day that was like, vermiz's ideal starting lineup and like the youngest guy was like 27 or something and because you know he was counting Melia being in over pulls camp and zucy yeah. being in over davis and on and on and i was like 27 that is not good like and you know they're already like i think the second oldest team in the league or something like that so I, if you're gonna go spend money and you're gonna get another design player you're already spending on Polito, maybe rumors whatever you, you maybe take a shot on somebody you're gonna miss sometimes and you know I whatever. I guess you, you got to take chances, but they're just going to get older. It's not working. It didn't work the last two years. I mean, it might, you never know. They might go on a run this year. I have to try to be optimistic, but to do something different, do something different.
2: Yeah, for sure. 3-5-2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, with this team, I think they could do it. Like, I, just counterattack. Come on, just pack it in.
0: We have the most depth just... at midfield, I think. So, But um, I think yeah. another area that I'd love to hear about is sort of our goalkeeper situation. Like you said, Milly is aging. Uh, Pulse, Pulse Camp. Pulse Camp is Pulse young. Uh, Kendall McIntosh is it seems to be like a league backup for his career. I mean, do you envision us sticking with Pulse Camp? That It seems like Vermees has been teetering on giving him a full-time started role. I, I think so.
2: I think he deserves seems it. 3-3. Oh, okay. three, three. <laughs> oh, what?
1: That's bananas! I don't know what's going on.
2: <laughs> all right, everyone, have a good night. It's been real. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, uh, what's what's the sort of goalkeeper situation looking forward for? What do you think from everyone?
2: I think you all know. I like Pulse Camp. He's definitely made some huge saves, especially in the League's Cup. Kept him in the game.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't know how he like at this point deserves the starting job. I assume
1: it'll be Amelia as soon as he's ready to go again. <laughs> so it wasn't on that injury report, right? So I'm sure yeah. we're uh, moments away from him starting again. But I, I'm a pool's camp guy too. I think he's still so young, not even in his peak. Like He looks like he's getting better with his feet, which has been one of my complaints about him for a long time. And I think obviously he's making this conscious effort to be better about it because I'm sure he hears it and he can't not be aware of it. And man, his shot stopping is so good. Like. You, like you said, they, we should have lost it to Toluca like eight to one or eight that's to nine, whatever that score was. Yeah. I blacked out at some point, but
0: like he so saved so, so many shots. Yeah, that's different one reasons, I think
3: that's that one would, of those uh, games literally, where this, literally the score she doesn't tell the whole story because you'd think that he's a terrible goalkeeper losing four to one. He actually saved a lot, though.
1: Exactly. And I feel like his defense has just let him down so many times. I saw a stat actually by one of my colleagues that he has the most goals against average on the team of any of the keepers. But I don't think it's him. You look back at that Sounders game where they lost four to one two of them go in, maybe three of them go in after the red card happens and they're down a man and, you know, they're still pushing forward, trying to score goals. So it screws the stats up, but the stats don't tell the whole story. You got to watch the game. And you got to see what he's doing out there.
0: Yeah, I think goalkeepers in an extreme position, definitely given the news of uh, New England Revolution selling, what is his name, Petrovic uh, for about $16 million. Uh Gaga Solana got sold by Chicago for $14 million. Matt Turner got sold for about $8 million, I think. Um, it seems to be a position that the U.S. is able to develop talent and sell off if we're going to be a selling league. And, I mean, the U.S. has a pretty good history of goalkeepers. Uh, Absolutely. So, I mean, I obviously would love to see a situation where Pulse develops into that type of player, but um, can he?
2: He's not a good at PKs as Amelia. that's for sure.
0: Well, that's a tough to climb.
2: Honestly, I think Amelia
1: hasn't been great at PKs the last few years. He had a save not too long ago, but he hadn't saved one. If you look at his run, he had a long run where he didn't save any. And I have this theory. I don't know if you all read this article in The Athletic a few years ago. Some guy chased down, um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank, the keeper for Real Salt Lake for all those oh, years. And yeah, yeah and he was Mil- milia was his backup so i think milia learned that technique from him and then once they like kind of let the cat out of the bag what they were doing to save the penalties like that sin that was post that earthquakes playoff game where he saved what was it every single pk they <laughs> took and eliminated them in four kicks or yeah. something like that so yeah i i don't even know if if he's got anymore, but yeah pools game's terrible at pks that's <laughs> for sure i do agree
2: with that <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, Chad, we bring you on for this insightful commentary on that. So, hmm. yeah,
1: I'm just a. You all are watching all the soccer, and I'm just watching Kansas City soccer.
2: <laughs> that is made <laughs> evident by about everything we've talked about. That's good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, to to sh- a shout on this like goalkeeper conversation. Like, I'm not down on McIntosh. I like him. I think he's like definitely replacement level MLS backup kind of guy. I don't mind him hanging out. And I think Melia. You know, he's 37. He's probably not got a ton left in the tank he's been getting hurt a lot the last few years but the team is really high like i I rarely but occasionally i get to go to practice and they will always bring up keepers from the academy and there's a kid hudson who's sat on the bench for skc2 a couple times and ceylon who actually got into some skc2 games last year and they're really high on these guys but you know keepers develop a lot later so i don't know if they gotta let them go off to college like they have with some of the other keepers how that's going to play out but i think they've got a pipeline of guys coming up because like y'all said, there's just a history of American soccer players. I know Messi's about to take a free kick. You know, that's going to go in, right? Yeah.
0: This has (laughs) to go in. Oh, wow.
1: Not well taken. (laughs) Yeah. um, Sell him. (laughs) We'll take him. I think we need a right winger. Didn't we just say that?
0: Yeah. Um, So that
3: conversation, I, I think, you know, Sporting's been so loyal to their franchise players. You know, look at Zusi; they'll do the same thing with with um, with Russell. Just exclude know. Matt Beesler for that conversation,
2: but uh... loyalty is a huge part of Sporting Kansas City.
3: Yeah, yeah, that it just is.
2: Our,
3: yeah, I mean, you could you could argue they might learn from their mistake or they'll repeat it. I mean, it's kind of part of their culture because of the following that they've had. I see him sticking around.
2: Do you guys feel that loyalty in sports organizations is a good thing? I mean, obviously there's yeah. certain aspects of it, but it's like
3: it's a good problem to have.
2: I think yeah. for winning, yeah. it's a problem. I think, I it's think.
3: A...
0: Yeah. like the yeah, best teams have a high turnover, and like that's that's just like the business of sports. Like I get why you know there's like these greats that we can turn to to say like, oh look how it turned out for them. Like I'm not even thinking of in soccer right now, but like Tim Duncan in the NBA played with the Spurs his whole career. But I mean, that's more of like the exception to the rule because that doesn't happen. But I mean, I see the Spurs get pointed to so often as like a team to model after, but I mean, when you get generational talent, like Tim Duncan, it's easy to win in a team that's only five people. Uh, but on soccer, um, I think before we get too far into this, uh, I want to pose more of a fun question. Uh, did you ever think Ronaldo was going to come to Kansas City, Chad? Was this, was this, what are
1: your thoughts? I don't know if he ever thought he was <laughs> going to come, but I I believe that Vermees was having these conversations and that it was real. Like I, I don't, Peter doesn't like do this. He doesn't like, bring up stuff that wasn't real because i mean if you think about it he's talked about these sort of things before it was laton they were trying to get zlatan at one point and gosh i can't remember Gio, giovanni de santos a bunch of guys that ended up on the la galaxy weirdly enough but um i i think it was real but i don't think ronaldo really wants the criticism of coming here i think we as media like I'm pretty soft. Like I'm a fan. I'm rooting for the team. Like I'm supposed to be objective, but like, I can't help myself. I want them to win games. So sometimes I don't always ask the hard questions, but I I try, I try. I asked Peter if he thought he's going to get fired uh, a couple of times. (laughs) How did that go for you? (laughs) uh, You know, he gave me some looks, but you know, it is what it is. He's, he's a pretty reasonable guy. If you get, you know, you get him talking, he's a, he's a great interview, but um, overall, I think, it would have been horrible for him here, right? Ronaldo's, he's just not messy, right? Like, obviously, they're both incredibly great soccer players, but he he is, like, the critical stuff he's done in his life, his kind of bad behavior off of the field at times, and his bad, I don't know, I don't think that, it wouldn't work here in the Midwest in particular. (laughs) Like, look at Patrick Mahomes, like, who doesn't love that guy? You might not care about the Chiefs, but I don't think you can go, I don't like Patrick Mahomes. No, he's just, like, a good guy. He's a great football player, and... Ronaldo doesn't seem like a good guy. I don't think he'd fit in <laughs> yeah. very well. Um, I saw
2: like have... subbed out and storming off the bench, just into the tunnel, yeah. just not even finishing the game with your team.
0: Goes to yeah. pound a Culver's butterburger after the game.
3: Yeah, you could you could Shopping see him not. You could see hey, him no,
2: Ronaldo not... will give you like three water burgers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have a hard time just envisioning someone like that living in the city of Kansas City, despite, you know, like living here and loving the city. It just seems like so not someone like that style to be in a place like this Um it always makes me laugh thinking about it.
2: He would be yelling it at was- Kyrie Shelton a lot. We made that joke before. <laughs> exactly,
3: exactly. He would never be able to empathize with somebody that's not to his level, you know, not to his talent, you know.
2: Yeah, I don't
1: think he's going to lift everybody up around him, right? Like, you see uh, Messi is making this team better around him, and I don't I don't know if that's Ronaldo's game. No I admit enough, I haven't watched any of these Saudi games. I don't even know if you can watch them anywhere, but uh, CW, right? Isn't that what you all said? It's going to be on the uh, CW? No,
0: that's just a joke he's from the joking, golf. Joking, joke. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, uh, but, you know, they're Saudis, they're always making deals, so. Um,
2: we don't fact-check our podcast, Chad. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't think yeah, anyone I, know. I think they are trying to get a streaming deal, honestly, but I'm not gonna watch that. Like I don't yeah, some of the elite players are going over there, but I don't care about those teams. And I'm I'm not I I don't know, I root for the, the laundry, right? I don't necessarily root for the players, I'm rooting for the the sporting blue. Have
2: you seen the Instagram uh stories of parents trading their kids to go play in the Saudi leagues?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh God. That's um, awesome. Okay, Um, I think one more question that I have for everyone, and this is something that I've been hinting at the past couple times, is Benny Fellhaber as a coach. Um, What do you envision happening? I know, so not our most recent Sporting 2 coach, but Paul Nagamora, former player as well, got hired to Houston after coaching Sporting 2. Benny Fellhaber has been Coach of the Month two months in a row now. Um, Obviously, like U.S. men's national team pedigree as well. I would love to see Benny Fellhaber stay in Kansas City. I I don't envision that happening if Peter maintains his role. What what sort of outlook do each of you have towards Benny Fellhaber and coaching in Kansas City um, going forward? Would you like to see him stay? Would you like to just give him a chance elsewhere?
2: Obviously, Benny is a Kansas City guy. And at some point... Gets a chance, so you should. I don't know, why not? I think sometimes being a coach, too, it's obviously experience, you know, your tactical ability, but sometimes it's just, like, sticking it out and just, like, being a good leader. And I, You know, the players are playing the game out there at the end of the day, and you want to play for someone inspiring, and I feel like whoever that is, you know, has to has to do that, and Benny is that type of person, so he's... The guy plays in, like, outdoor 11s leagues, too. (laughs) He's pretty fun. He's, like, on a Shields team, or he has... I've played out in a few games with him before. Really great player. He played... You National team, USA. Uh, He did... He was on the team that lost to Trinidad and Tobago, so we won't judge him for that, (laughs) but... That was a
1: late. No, that wasn't his fault. They they should have started. No, probably. Yeah. and the
2: field was really <laughs> shitty too. Yeah. I mean, and we're yeah, playing gosh, two yeah. different countries.
1: And
0: like, come on,
2: Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> <out and laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, <laughs>
1: Jackson. How are we supposed to beat both these yeah, places?
0: That's just not fair. Um.
1: Yeah, and there are like twenty thousand people that live <laughs> on their country or whatever. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> terrible. I don't know anything about Trinidad Tobago. <laughs> uh, but Benny, Benny, I will tell you the very first time I got to interview Benny, he we asked him like, "What's the long term plan?" And He said, "I want Peter's job," Heck which yeah. I thought was like, "That's what he should say." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what you should say. And I think Peter probably respects that too, right? Like, of course you should want my job. You shouldn't want to coach a two team forever, but if y'all get a chance to watch them, or I don't know if you have too much, but the difference between last year's SKC two and this year's SKC two, it is night and day. And, uh, he and I talked about it where, they got to bring in their own players and they got to recruit, and the, versus like trying to kind of get thrown into it and just sign in whoever was available. They were building towards this season and they are hanging around. They are near the top of the table. And, you know, the goal, they always say, oh, it's not about winning games or whatever. But I think it matters because if you don't win any games, like there's a confidence issue there. And you can look at the team for the last few years, guys aren't moving from the twos to the ones. And I'm hoping to see that change. Some of these guys are really fantastic that I've been uh, scoping out. So if you haven't had a chance to, Go out there. Actually, they're coming to uh, Swope Park, so they'll be closer in very soon. The last two home games are at Swope Park.
0: Nice. Good to hear. Oh, love that. Um, yeah, I think it, it's interesting. I mean, would you see him, because what's Vermees' current contract through 2028? Would you see him sticking around SKC, SKC2 for five more years?
1: I mean, if Peter keeps doing this, they got to fire him at some point, right? Like if he <laughs> yeah. misses the playoffs again, I don't know. But it's it, how insane is it that he got a five-year extension that hasn't even kicked in yet? Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> like,
2: man. That's I learned that not too long ago. That is, I, I thought it had already kicked in, but it hasn't started. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I mean, they have all the they have billions of dollars, right? But do you want to just throw it away, or do you believe this is the guy to build your team? And I, I don't know. The culture seems so good, but. Some, something's wrong, so, right? Getting back you, to you the loyalty. Old players. Yeah. Getting back yeah. to that yep. loyalty. Yep.
0: yep.
1: Sometimes uh, you got to move on, right, Chris? Yeah.
0: So we're getting close to an hour. We'll sort of start to wrap this up. I think one more question with regards to Sporting Casey's future. We've talked about a lot of uh, deficiencies that they do have and that we've noticed throughout this year. Um, if you're the GM, what's the main target this offseason, this transfer? the off-season transfer window.
2: I think lock down your striker. They're obviously figuring that out. Do something about the young players. Do something about the community engagement. Keep working on it. Yeah.
1: It does seem that, like, there's there's a problem in the stadium, right? You all mentioned it. It's not as loud. It's not as wild. I will say I kind of like the brass, Jackson, not to hate on your take <laughs> from earlier. But I like the noise it brings. It's, like, making it a little louder in there. But... Yes. Something's wrong. So sign that DP winger. Sorry, Johnny. I love Johnny. He's, he's amazing, but he's like one of my favorite players, but I'm cold and ruthless. If you put me in charge, it's like, you know, I'd rather cut him now than keep him a year too long. Unless he wants to do like a Roger Espinoza type deal and play for 85 K, like sign me up Johnny off the bench every game for (laughs) 85 K. Something tells me he's not gonna do that though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what's, what are your targets
3: if you're the GM right now? Can't call it, man. I don't know enough. <laughs> Can't call it. I'm just a fan of the game. I just like to see him play. I don't know the business end. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, I think
0: I'd definitely be. all go... very opaque. Yeah.
1: You know, like it's all hidden behind the the curtain, right? We don't know what some of these guys like. What's their contract going to be next year? We didn't know Russell was going to stop being a DP and. Tommy was going to be a DP like there's a lack of transparency in MLS and I'm hoping actually to bring it back to Messi who just keeps interrupting the, this episode <laughs>
0: yeah. maybe
1: he'll change things maybe he'll open stuff up a little bit because he's going to go yeah I would like to have more good players around me and the way the rules are set up now they're they're kind of stuck they've they made all their moves that they can kind of make other than signing guys that are on low end deals or buying out another dp to get you know luis suarez back in town or whatever <laughs> they want to do but uh he's got campagna he scored two goals in this game why does he need to switch that up he's got a young dp which i think sporting could use a, a young dp or two
0: yeah yeah i would love to see us target a uh, center back i mean i think we've been through enough I'm, and, and it seems like they're pretty what the hell's going on with this dude's socks uh sorry um
1: He's got the Courtney Ford holes in his socks move. Yeah, on.
0: which is a great transition. Like I know it seems like for has a lot of faith in Courtney Ford um, sticking through the uh, suspension previous year and then the injury this year. But I mean, watching him play in the MLS before, I'm not sure that that's going to be an answer. Where was he at? Like Colorado Rapids before. Um Is that going to be a long-term solution at center back? I don't know. It, I mean, I think we can agree that Fontas is probably going to find the exit. Um but bringing in I want to
1: burst your bubble Jackson But Fontes is signed through 2024 You catches. only get one buyout Are you spending it on Andreu, Kyrie Where are you going with your buyout this uh, offseason I, I
0: think Kyrie's protected He has some great blackmail I don't know how else <laughs> to explain him still being here so far So
1: I just On 600k <laughs> a year too <laughs> I
0: don't envision him being cut For what a, the same reason that I never envisioned him Sticking around this far So it's just like and
2: on Apple TV, if you click on Sporting Kansas City, like a lot of people do, he's right on the main page. So we got St. Louis with all their team, fifty-one goals, and then our we got Kyrie. Who else did they put up there? Uh shallowy and Agata.
0: Yeah. Cause Cause Kyrie Shelton, the face though. of a franchise. Mm. <laughs> it's just what you please, love to see. Please know. Oh. Please no. <laughs> um
1: yeah, it hurts me. Actually, looking at this roster, most of the center backs are signed through uh, beyond the season. Now they can move on from the guys on the fringe of the roster, Rindolf, Castellanos, they're on options. To yeah. Actually, Ford is on an option too. But they—it's there's not a lot of room. And then what are your all's thoughts on this? I'd like to know because you don't see a lot of teams. You were saying MLS is a, it's an attacking league, and they tend to make their DPs or their high-level TAM guys attacking players. Do you want to see Sporting go back to that? Then Fontes was a high-level TAM guy. Um, Isamat Marin was a high-level TAM guy when he was here, and that worked out pretty good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I. I mean, it's tough, but I think we'll have to. Someone's going to have to like buck the trend and and start a shift towards signing defensive players and quality defensive players. And maybe that's more of the well that MLS starts to look to is looking over to Europe. Uh, for from their top tier leagues to be signing defenders as well like if we're able to sign people from um, PSG like Messi and get old Barcelona players and and start bringing in this high end talent I don't know why that wouldn't be the same for a defender and I guess it's like tough to give a defender that much money but I'm we're even seeing older people like Chiellini for LAFC come in so I think looking towards those places to yeah, that.
2: experience is so big in center backs. So I mean, like Tim Green,
0: like he's only gotten better with age. And I don't think that I mean, that could very well be the case for a center back that signs. Um, and and I guess because we talked about this uh, on one of the first podcasts we did, that there's an article that uh, surveyed. Oh, and Miami wins. Um, Miami wins. <laughs> Tang. <laughs> that certain executives and they just said that scouting for center backs and defenders is like the hardest thing that they have to do. So if scouting can catch up to that, I don't see why we wouldn't want to spend money on it. And I think Jimmy Conrad has been pretty vocal on Twitter about signing defenders in the MLS as well. Um, Obviously a little biased since he was a defender, but
1: I wonder too, if, if someone like demania Rodoya were healthy all the time or the team had a better backup d mid no offense to remy i love remy i just don't think that's his position i think he belongs further up the field uh, maybe that would provide the cover you need because in the game if you look at those stats when Rodoya plays the team is pretty good and this the 433 at least the way vermis runs it, it's all about the spine right so you got to have Solid defense, solid defensive midfielder, and you gotta have your striker. And if I guess if Polito stays healthy. I like Polito. I but yeah, I mean he's getting old. And if he stays healthy and he keeps producing, he just had his best season ever for sporting. He's got nine games to go. So I'm I'm fine with it. Agata should give him some rest. But maybe you get a quality backup D mid. Maybe that makes a difference. Maybe you spend a I don't know. Move one of these other U twenty two kids on and get a U twenty two. Spend you know a transfer fee on that and bring in somebody that's got some quality and develop and can take over for when you know Radoa's done because he's also on the wrong side of thirty, as is most
2: of the roster. Say we're moving on and Jake. Uh, I'm just curious, you guys think if Jake Davis is kind of ready for tons of minutes, just like being that guy on you know outside? Yeah, I think he still he still has some work to to go i think
0: i started the season really liking Caden pierre and what he brought at right back uh he kate pierre obviously brought like a lot more pace than zeus he did i mean that's not hard to do but uh, <laughs> i've been really impressed with jake davis and sort of like i mean he's probably going to be my ideal right back going forward and i didn't think that'd be the case watching sporting uh at the beginning of march and the beginning of april this year but he's really been able to step up and not only contribute on breaking up some big plays defensively, but starting to press forward, which we see so much with our wing backs. anyway.
1: Yeah, I think you need guys like that. You need these homegrown guys on the fringe of the roster, right? And it, Peter just needs to trust these guys more. You used to always hear him say, I want to put a whole team, a starting 11 out there of homegrown players, and I haven't heard him say it much in the last couple of years, and it kind of shows with the way he's he's built the roster, but there's got to be talent around, right? Like, and hopefully Benny and Ike and company are unearthing some stuff for the twos that can come up. But when I look at the twos, I see a lot of fun midfielders, forwards, and then some questionable defenders. (laughs) So it's the same problems there. You know, maybe it's a system problem. You know, maybe it's, yeah, I don't know. But like, you don't see a lot of good homegrown uh, center backs in sporting system and all they have a lot of smaller more technical players it seems like and it's like where are those guys that are like 6-4 and winning every ball in the air and then you know like I really like what Rosero brings on like set pieces and but he just looked tired in the Toluca game so it's like he can't play in these back-to-backs and be good because he's he's run down and yeah. I don't know like I don't I don't think they're completely broken but they obviously have problems when you lose as many games as you have. Six wins this year, y'all. Six wins. We're 25 games in, so it's going really good. Man,
0: I, I remember we were at the uh, U.S. Open Cup game. Me and Mike were, and they got the Tulsa, got the penalty in like the first 10 minutes. We're like, oh God, are we going to lose this game too? Um, luckily that did not happen, but yeah, it seems like I feel like I've been fortunate enough to be at two of the wins this year. And MLS play, so that feels that, like you.
2: <laughs> that Tulsa Athletic game was so strange. That was the strangest game I've seen at Children's Mercy Park in a long time. It just, the team was learning how to play, like, in the game. I mean, that was that was low point of the season yeah. to me. But that was like def- the middle yeah. of
1: their 10 games, no wins, right? In mm-hmm. league play, I want to say. So yeah. at least they won. <laughs> at least they didn't lose to a fourth division team. Did y'all see the U19s are going into the league the UPSL that uh, Tulsa Athletic are in so our sporting KC Academy U19 team will be playing against like adults instead of playing against other kids so I think that's actually kind of a a cool thing
3: absolutely
0: yeah that'll be good I mean I'm just so intrigued with what is going to happen with U.S. soccer as a as a structure with I mean so are they like completely getting rid of MLS next as like a league then or is that just a sporting decision
1: so they'll still have all their other academy teams in MLS next so that'll still exist this is just the U19 team mm-hmm. that's moving over there so i think it's kind of good cuz i i think they said something like 10 or 12 other mls teams have already done this and i don't think they the u19s is like a weird place to stash people but if it's a, essentially like a fourth tier kind of a almost a pro league it's like a semi pro sort of setup mm-hmm. then you're getting those guys better minutes than they're getting playing these other U19 academy teams and you even see it when they were in USL Championship versus MLS Next Pro playing against men matters right you you have to like these people are fighting for their families and their lives versus I'm another kid on another team trying to develop and, and make my breakthrough. It, it's just different. And hopefully there'll be like a little bit of an element of that because these guys are uh, – I mean, I don't know if you read any of the features from like the Tulsa newspaper about the Tulsa Athletic, but fascinating stuff, man. The owner, he like mows the field himself and it's some pretty wild stuff. But, yeah, they, that was a, was a unique experience getting to play them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. What can you um, – Chad, what can you tell me about how these under-19 players – balance that time or that commitment with college because I'm pretty sure some of them may have ambitions to play in college or maybe the trend is now skipping college I don't know do do you have any players you know dipping at their their feet in both pools
1: so as far as I know like once you go to college and not coming back and playing with the U19s I've seen things where they come back and train to keep I don't know all the rules in terms Mm -hmm. of like how many minutes you got to train with your first team or Mm -hmm. with your academy team to like remain eligible to be a homegrown but I think if they're on the U-19s, they tend to be guys that haven't gone to college yet. And you even see that with SKC 2. They'll have some of their like guys on academy contracts. They're yeah. essentially just amateurs playing for the 2s. And they'll be on the team. And then all of a sudden, like three-quarters of the way through the season, oh, they left and they went to college. Like, they're gone because yeah. they went and joined a college team. And they, obviously, I think they're hoping they get a homegrown contract. But mm-hmm. Sporting's roster is pretty full. So unless they make some moves, there's not a lot of space to add anybody this year. I think they can maybe add one through some roster magic. I think Ozzy Cisneros is on a season long loan. They haven't announced that, but if you look, he has not shown up for the first team at all this year. And I think it's intentional that he's staying down on the second team, getting a lot more minutes instead of just, you know, riding the bench. Gotcha.
0: Yep. Yep. That's cool. Um, so we're a little over an hour now. Let's try to wrap this up. Don't want to take all of your night. Um, so we we typically wrap this up by just talking about what we got going on soccer wise. Personally, um, I know Mike, you have been working on a lot of stuff. Do you want to kick us off here for this for this ending bit? And you can just say whatever you want. shout anything else out that you weren't able to talk about. Oh, Mike, I think you're on mute.
2: Thanks, Jackson. Yeah, so Chris and I are fixing this final. So we're gonna plan to have Diversidad <laughs> win, uh, get that trophy. <laughs> No, uh, it's fun. Uh, we have this co-ed soccer league going on in the uh, Warnall campus of Pembroke Hill Schools. And we had eight teams come out and just a fun co-ed experience. We're going to do another season for the fall and it's Saturday mornings. Um, so you can Google pick up soccer Kansas City and we're actually on Sporting Kansas City's website. So they put us up there, too. Uh, and get on a team. It's a pretty, pretty dang fun time. Lots of good players and good vibes. A little drama here and there, but you know what can you expect uh, in competitive recreational sports? Uh, but yeah, you can watch. Uh, come out and watch Saturday. Watch some crosses. Watch some goals. Watch Chris uh, get into it. Give some yellow cards. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's on Saturday morning at Pembroke Hill, the Warnell campus. And should be some like music and some beers afterwards haven't really got approval for that but we'll see what happens
0: <laughs> yeah but that happens over at loose park anyway so you know yeah. they don't need
2: to approve that yeah, yeah loose park is like a different block so
3: <laughs> it's a different jurisdiction
2: yeah
0: yeah chris do you want to speak to these uh fixing allegations
3: that you're going to be under fire for man i just want to see some good games man uh, some talented teams out there, you know, uh, they're out there competing. It's hard to referee sometimes because, you know, especially when the playoffs start, the intensity is just ratcheted up. But uh, I love to be, I love to be around people that love the game, and uh, yeah, it, it definitely gets intense out there. So good luck. Better team always wins. <laughs> Chad, what do you got? I always blame on? it on the officials. Oh. <laughs> the better team won, man. That's what happens. You got to look
2: in the mirror sometimes.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, Me, I have no pickup soccer in my future. Uh, I probably should do that to get better at it, but I'm afraid I'll just embarrass myself more often. Um, I've got a Sporting KC game I'll be at this weekend, of course. And then my daughter has a club game, so uh, go U12 Mambas. (laughs) But uh, other than that, just... uh, Check out my stuff, y'all. KCSoccerjournal.com. If you want to look at that, or follow me on Twitter at Play for Ninety, get that injury report. I I often somehow get it first, and I don't know what that's about, but it gets me some follows, and I'll take whatever I can get. And I'm, I'll beg for it. It's fine. <laughs> I have no shame.
2: Yeah. You got some good content out there, Chad. Good job.
1: Keep up. The Thank good you, work. sir. Thank you.
0: Yep. Um, and then God, I haven't played soccer in a while. Uh, we're, and, and I think Chris, you play, in, we play in similar leagues, but. We're in a break between the summer and the fall league, so I've sort of had a few weeks off. Um, I know this weekend I am playing in a golf tournament, though, so not a lot of soccer going on for me right now. And then finishing up the golf season, and then, um, yeah, no sporting place Saturday night, but I I don't think I'll be able to make it after that game. Um, And then Sunday, probably just uh, watch whatever EPL games are on. I don't even know. (laughs) all right yeah no sporting no sporting thanks everyone